We're actually not going back to music. We are going to No Marks Allowed. It is 5 o'clock on a Wednesday. And that means it's time for No Marks Allowed. And you'll notice that there is no lovely intro. And this one isn't because I'm an idiot. This one is because it's gone. It, it's gone. It's gone, girl. So Evan will do uh, post-production magic and uh, put it back in. Yeah, right hopefully in. I post the right one this time. Because before I had to take off yeah yeah what did you do i posted the wrong one so i made because you didn't do it before you didn't put the put the intro in so i put in that one instead i thought i put the one with the intro in yeah but then i listened to it again because i was gonna listen to it because sometimes i do that i feel like why isn't this an intro play Ooh, i put the wrong one in <laughs> so i quickly deleted it put that one back in and and a quick update about the podcast. Um, we are now over 50 total plays. Let's go. We've got like 10 episodes of this now, so that, that's great efficiency. But we're, we, we're doing it. Um, and now we have three countries that people listen to us in. We have America. Then we have a Canadian. Some, we have 2% of our listenership from Canada. And we still have the Ecuador listener. And then we have, what was it, California, Oregon, Colorado, and Illinois? Yeah. We're like everywhere. Oh, I really want to know how we got that listener from Ecuador. Like, is somebody using a VPN, or or is there some dude from Ecuador that's like wrestling? Is S- just somebody like stole like a computer and was just... <laughs> way, to, way to call our fan base criminals, Evan. Nice job, bud. And for that smashing start, this is No Marks Allowed. This is a wrestling special show. You can find us here live on 88.3 The Dog every Wednesday at 5. And if you can't find us here on 88.3... If you can't find us... If you can't get to us here on 88.3 The Dog, you can find us in several dissent... Different... Dissidents? No. You can find us in several different places. Uh, You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor... Something else that I always say the wrong thing, and then not that thing. Some something to do with a radio. I think it's Radio Pod or something. Radio Pod, yeah. And then, do we have Castbox yet? No. Okay, is Castbox coming? Oh, I'm gonna stop saying coming. Never. I, just, I, I don't know. I'll look into it eventually. Just you said that for the last three weeks. Come I on, never man. said that. You are the expediter. You are the marketer. We're technically on tune tune in twice because we're on tune in on the dog because you can listen to the dog on tune in. But you can also listen to this on TuneIn Podcasts. Wait, we're on TuneIn? Yeah. Why did you tell me this before? Breaking news, we're on TuneIn We've been now. in TuneIn for like a three, three weeks. <laughs> tell me this, man. we got to promote that. Spotify, Anchor, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, most of the places that you can find your favorite podcasts, you can find No Marks Allowed to put fifth on your listening list. Hey, at least we're on there. On today's show, we will go through the random and the rumors, then we'll go through SmackDown through Raw, that'll be like you know, about half an hour, and then we have a very special guest in studio. We have Tommy Cook, he is a fellow broadcasting major, sports broadcasting major, Yep. and also, he actually has some experience in the American Indies, unlike, unlike Evan and I as two jamokes, he actually did some work in the Indies. And had some training to be a professional wrestler at one point in time in his life, yep. which was rather recent. So that is a really awesome story, 
And we'll we'll get to the story a little later on, but we will get to Tommy right now. Hello. Hello, hello. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, we are really glad you are here. And next week, we're having a guest too, right? Yeah, Austin Gillentine, who's you can hear tomorrow morning on, what is it, A&A in the morning or something? Yes, yep. it is. A&A at 8. Uh, A&A at 8. Austin Gillentine, who is also a wrestling fan, will, will come on. Uh, he'll be on the show next week, and then we'll see if... Tommy or Austin, after their horrible experiences here at the here at the uh, No Marks Allowed, um, will ever ever want to come back. Or ha- have you listened to the show? Um, I have not. No. <laughs> hey, you know I'm on. I, I might now. We'll see. I might. I might listen to this one. I might. I might boost your, your viewership. Supposed to say yes. Yeah, actually, I listen to the show all the time. That's uh, great. I, re- I really enjoy it. Well, he's a busy guy, just like the rest of us. I haven't listened. I don't, listen, I don't listen to my own stuff. I can't stay on my own voice. Well, there you go. Hey. And most other people can't either. Uh, anyway, done with the self-deprecating hum- humor now, I promise. Um, uh, we'll get back to it later. Uh, the random and the humor mill. Evan. Yeah, so there's been a few. These aren't these aren't exactly rumors. This is actually stuff that happened. So I guess this would be on the, random, be the random the random portion. Um, Ito... Maki of Tokyo Joshi Pro has finally won a championship. She is the new international princess champion. Um, I've been waiting for her to win a championship for, uh, it seems like a while, but I think it's only been like a year or so. She's had like multiple opportunities for different championships, and now she has this one. And this is, she's the third person to win this title. So that's kind of cool. So good for her. She's a very interesting character, actually. I've, I've sent videos of her to you, I think. Of a couple matches. You probably didn't watch them, but I sent no, them to I you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't get any videos. Well, you got videos. You just didn't watch them. No, Over I the summer, know. I've sent you some. Oh, okay. I definitely didn't watch them. <laughs> um, but that's that. But this is, this is huge news. Before I get into it, uh, I want to preface by saying uh, WWE uh, was, is attempting to make uh, NXT Japan. Yeah. So they were trying to. I don't remember who NJ, they. So NJPW launched NJPW America. Yeah. And that is. A I don't think it had. Strike. I don't think that had anything to do with it though. I think they were going to do that because they've been having more shows in America recently. Well, yeah, but like they were having the shows in America and launching New Japan America, in a kind of a preemptive because they knew NXT Japan was coming. So they attempted to buy what was it? I think it was Noah. That's what I was going to think. Noah. And then they uh, apparently, well, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling parent company, Bushi Road, b- bought Stardom. Apparently, WWE tried to buy, s- buy Stardom, but they didn't know what they were going to do with it. So, Stardom said no. didn't said no, which is good for them. So, yeah, um, Stardom is a is an awesome organization. Uh, we have, like, uh, Asuka was in it for a bit, um, EO and... Kyrie Sane, and, like, you know, you have Riho, this is the AEW Women's Champion right now. She started it. They even have uh, a younger girls division. I, I, like, knew about this, but I didn't really look it up. Remember when we were talking about Riho, who's been wrestling for a while? Yeah. There's a girl, um, there's a younger girls division, like, for training and stuff, who named Rina, who has already wrestled in 41 matches this year. She's 12. Oh, boy. The Japanese are kind of weird. Mexico probably does it too. Um, because I think Rey Mysterio started 15, I think. 
Well, that's not 12. <laughs> it's not early. So, um, basically, what they're doing is they're doing... They're going to be... Nothing really is going to change. It's pretty much going to be the same. It's just going to be, like, better marketing, pretty much. But pretty much everything's going to be the same. The guy that owns it is still going to be in charge. Um, but they are uh, going to give them full contracts. So, this is going to be interesting because you have people like Riho and... Bea Presley, who is the current World of Stardom champion, and they're in AEW, though technically Riho is uh, a free agent. And then you have Tony Storm, who t- competes in in Stardom every once in a while, even though that she's NXT UK. So yeah, this is be interesting. I think that will go into effect in 2020. Oh my God! I just found. This. <laughs> So Eric Bischoff got fired from WWE. We talked about that last week. <laughs> he made t-shirts. <laughs> one of them... Oh my god. One of them says 83 days with Eric Bischoff. Because isn't his show 83 weeks or whatever? Yeah, the other, the other one says you can find me in catering. And the last one is <laughs> Bischoff Moving Company will get you there and back again. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, also, CM Punk is not going to be the host of. Um, uh, there is not going to be like a commentator on uh, backstage. Dave, <laughs> if FS1 has put the kibosh to that, apparently. Why? I just I don't. I think they're too far apart. Hmm. Um, he <laughs> like they're not. He called them, and then, like, either they won't call him or, you know, whatever it is. So. Well, Punk himself said he wants the big bag, so maybe that uh, maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe they're uh, they're comparing uh, bag sizes. I think that was just to wrestle, though. <laughs> yeah, probably, but, I mean, CM Punk's still a hot commodity. He knows what he's worth, so maybe they're just too far apart on that. Hopefully this is just one of those things where they're not going to say anything until he shows up. That would be nice as well. Um, and, uh, bad, you know, sadder news, uh, Xavier Woods... Well, I could say bad, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Bad, sad news. Really bad news. Xavier Woods of the New Day is injured, and it does not look good. Yeah, uh, torn ACL, I think. Achilles. Achilles, Achilles. yeah. Achilles, that's right. So that's a year. Could be, I mean, Edge was out, what, six months? And that's bye-bye New Day. Mm, No, that's it for New Day. But this is, uh, look at it this way, this is gonna be the golden age of Up, Up, Down, Down. Gonna be lots of streaming. It's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. Yeah, unfortunately, he won't be able to have as many people over. But no. <laughs> I, I think New Day will continue because people have been hurt before. Like they've all been hurt before. Yeah, but I feel like they will too easily fall into the trap of, hey, look, let's turn Biggie heel. No, they won't do that. They're too making too much money off New Day. Eh. New Day is like one of their top sellers. This is plus, plus they've also refused said that they were not going to, like they point blank said we're like five years. They said that they won't split. Like they risk them leaving the company if that happens. This is a pretty interesting crossroads creatively, just in WWE in general. So this is an this is an interesting conundrum for them to face, and bad bad timing. I mean, Xavier Woods can still be around, right? I mean, he doesn't just because he can't compete. I mean, well, yeah. He can um, he can use um, what's the name of the trumpet? Um, 
Fran- Fran- Francesca? Francesca. He can use Francesca as a cr- Francesca? Francesca as a crutch. That's he true. could he could he could have one of those you know like one of those Walmart cards you know that <laughs> the like, around yeah and and, <laughs> and make like just make it all like weird and stuff you put uh, put pancakes around the the handles you just get a, uh, ha- have a, have a, have one of those bike posts <laughs> they would totally do that see I should be the writing <laughs> well hey if we were on the booking committee things would be going a lot better Brock Lesnar wouldn't be a champion I'll tell you that all right. Uh, anything else? No, I think that's it for me. Alright. Tommy, find anything interesting in the world of wrestling this week? Uh, not particularly, no. The New Japan of America and Xavier Woods really the only standout things I saw, so I think that's interesting, NJPW America, and that's supposed to be on Axis, by the way. Yeah, so because NJPW is still gonna be on Axis. So what's really weird is when I heard about this apparently they're not gonna run it like year round, like it's just like a headquarters and they'll have talent. But they will it's, run like it's so they program. can have more. It's so they can yeah. have more shows in America. But yeah, but it's not like um, so like it's a new prom- like it's not like a new promotion. It's, like bas- an it's basically like like a WWE Europe or something. Doesn't yeah. WWE have a Europe or something? Or they mm-hmm. used to? Well, they used to, and then NXT UK became that. But it's so it's not like a weekly program. But they'll do them every. It, it the way. I didn't hear any dates, but it kind of sounded to me like a thing where they'll do a couple month long tour in America with American wrestlers, and they'll throw it up on the um, NJPW World. Is that their streaming mm-hmm. service? New Japan mm-hmm. World, yeah. New Japan World and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, so th- I mean, that's good stuff. The more wrestling competition, the better, in my mm. opinion. I mean, I don't think anything's really changing. I just <coughs> think that they're doing this so they can have more tours. Well, no, they're going to have a roster there. They are? Yes. That's what I heard is that NJPW America will have an actual roster. I didn't hear that. I heard they were. Just I heard that. Hmm. No, I feel. I feel like this is like a year too late. I feel like they were really hot, like last year, the late 2017. I mean, it's it's going to be a success either way. But I feel like, um, uh, I mean, especially with AEW, most of the popular American talent, most of the gaijins are now in AEW, so I don't, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting experiment, at least. Well, what's really weird is yeah, um, if you go look at the NJPW America Twitter, that Twitter was Twitter was registered in March of this year. Hmm. So, and I'm assuming you don't just make it. Uh, I don't know who the heck else would be making an NJPW America Twitter account. No, like I don't know why why you would have to preempt that. So this has been the in the works for the last probably year at least. And they probably already had something for... I mean, they had NJPW stuff for America before, anyway. And I think it's interesting that they wait until now to pull the trigger on announcing it. Mm-hmm. When, um, like, AEW's already kicked off. Mm-hmm. If you would have announced it earlier, then you could have gotten... When everybody was in the wrestling fervor, when AEW was going to come. So, anyway. Let's move on to the wrestling. The actual wrestling. Friday Night Smackdown, last Friday night. Uh, we got a, just a, a few notes. Uh, what's Chad Gable's name this week? It's still Shorty Gable, and he is now embracing it. <sighs> He's going to be called Shorty Gable from here on out, probably. Can't wait for the t-shirts. <laughs> I can't wait for this to end. I can't wait for him to turn heel and get a Napoleon complex. <laughs> <sighs> no. Yes. Stop. No. No. Stop it, if Vince. I, if I say it long enough, it'll happen. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, because you've been saying that for a while. Yeah, I've been saying this for weeks. Um, you have notes on Dana Brooke. 
Yeah, Dana Brooke. Uh, so there was a what was it, a six pack challenge for the number one contenders for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Dana Brooke came out and talked. It was interesting. Only no, first Nikki Cross came out and said stuff, and then Dana Brooke came out. Those were the only two that talked. So I assume they're the only two baby faces on the rest on the roster besides um, Carmella. Wait, what? Did you say Nikki was a? Is Nikki in both babyface team? They don't know. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, Nikki Cross isn't in face. Wait, what? They stopped cheating. Oh, oh, oh! Wait, they turned them face. I don't know. They kind of did it quietly. It was kind of like when Becky Lynch was starting being heel and nobody bought it, and then like like the first two matches she had with Charlotte. After that, she like did cowardly heel stuff, and then they're like, nope, and then change that by <laughs> evolution. The quick switch. Or because their first match after she turned heel, she ran away via countout. Oh, or like Rusev. Hey, look, Rusev's back in his heel. Nah, just kidding. He's face. Oh, wait, wait, he's heel again. Nope, Bobby Lashley's doing his wife. He's face. <laughs> oh, I'll and, talk about that. And uh, Nikki Cross uh, is the number one contender. Good. Yeah, short uh, get short haired Bailey. No, I've been a big fan of Nikki Cross for a long time, so that's uh, that is exciting. Hopefully, well, I, they probably won't pull the trigger on that. But no, I don't yet. think so. I don't no. think they will yet. Especially um, since Bailey's just getting rolling too. I don't think you thing. should. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. Say, you just turned Bailey heel. And WWE's pretty good about uh, stopping their own momentum, but man, well, that, that you know what you you are right about that. But so. I I don't I don't know about that one. Bailey had her first heel night, official heel night on Friday. She was on Ms. TV with Shasha Banks. And I don't remember much of it, but I think the big line of the night was, she said, and I quote, life sucks and then you die, which I think Vince McMahon said that once. Nice. So that's a great line. And that was like right before the six pack challenge. So that's pretty much all I saw from SmackDown, you know, just seeing things here and there. SmackDown will be on FS1 this week because of the World Series. And I may be able to grab it. Yeah. Maybe if. Fox and Sling are done throwing money fits at each other. Tommy, did you ever you didn't grab SmackDown, did you? Well, uh, a little bit. I saw there was the scheduled Intercontinental Championship match between Shinsuke and Roman Reigns, which of course Roman Reigns won by disqualification, which set up a tag team match for the main event in the evening. Not that that is shocking at all. I but, forget. Who and now Roman Reigns is team captain of Team Hogan for Crown Jewel. Who's the captain of Team Flair? Uh, Randy Orton, I think. The last time I looked, anyway. I it was probably Randy Orton. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I, right, that's I think Roman Reigns actually is getting another. T- somebody's getting a title shot this week. I know Rollins had to bow out because mm-hmm. he's doing a title match with the Fiend, and it yeah. can't be stopped for anything, as per stipulation. Should we just get to that right now? Yeah. I don't understand this. I cannot for the life of me figure out. Okay, okay. Which is a more common match? Hell in a Cell or Last Man Standing? But this is different. This is a false count anywhere, by the way. It's not even Last Man Standing? Are you kidding me? I don't think so. I think it's false count anywhere. False count anywhere, there must. They cannot be stopped for any reason. Oh. Yo, you're getting them hot, brother. Okay. Okay, this is a whole other level of garbage now. 
Okay, fine. What's more common? False God Anywhere or Hell in a Cell? What is supposed to be well, more... Well, in all fairness, they're kind of the same amount of common. What is supposed to be more evil? False God Anywhere or Hell in a Cell? What do they do packages on it being evil? False God Anywhere or Hell in a Cell? When's it the last time you heard the WWE's voiceover guy lean into a microphone and go... Once you are in Falls Count Anywhere, <laughs> you will never be the same again. <laughs> well, I think the, last, the last time you heard them do that, well, never. The, well, the last Falls Count Anywhere match ended with uh, Ron Strowman and Bobby Lashley going through the Titantron. So. <laughs> and then Bobby Lashley went on to do smaller and better things. Oof. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and Ron Strowman <laughs> went on to get in a fist fight with an MMA fighter. Smaller on the card, not like oh. the oh. joke. I meant smaller yeah, on the okay. card. Yeah. And better sarcastically. <laughs> nah, no, I didn't mean it like that. You guys are awful. Okay. Um but yeah, like I don't I don't I don't get I don't I don't get their booking. Especially since they had a dark match. well actually wasn't well, a dark in match. In all fairness, they have dark matches all the time. They had a steel cage match after Raw went off the air, like just for the fans with the red lighting. And a you, steel cage match for the WWE. I mean, we never. I mean, I've never been to a live event, but you've seen like live event like promotions, right? Like saying, "Oh, this is going to happen." Does never make sense. Like live events are kind of like non-canon type thing. Where they? I mean, I guess it was a dark match, but still. I mean, Lacey Evans was facing Becky Lynch in like a, a street fight. Um, the uh, when they were feuding, yep. just randomly. So. The one raw taping that I've been to, the dark match that I got was The Miz versus Dean Ambrose when Dean Ambrose was Intercontinental Champion, and that lasted 45 seconds, maybe? <laughs> was, that was the dark match? That was the dark match. What happened? Uh, uh, Dean Ambrose just beat the crap out of him. Jesus. That was the night, I think that was the night that the uh, that uh, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel debuted as The Miz's henchman. As the little Mrs. The Mistrage? Oh. Yeah, the Mistrage. I couldn't think of the name. Thank the you. The little Mrs. The little Mrs. Is that is that everything that happened? And then they said, All right, thanks for joining us. Oh, they they had a segment that night because I think the Miz smashed a grandfather clock or something like that. I don't know. They wrote Maurice off TV so she could be pregnant. And oh. then they brought in the Mistrage. <laughs> and I got to be there for that. That was also the night. I love that, how you worded that. Yeah, well. Like she wasn't going to be if they didn't write her on television. That was also the night that uh, Enzo and Kaz broke up. So I uh, had a decently eventful Raw oh, for my you one moment. the night that Enzo came back unceremoniously? <laughs> <laughs> no. Were you at SummerSlam? No. SummerSlam, that was... Not that, that time, a, no. I don't, I don't well, remember. That was SummerSlam. I don't think so. It might have been. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm surprised AEW hasn't signed him. They don't want him either, probably. <laughs> well, because he got in a big fight with, what's his name? Remember? Uh, Joey Janela. Yeah, he yeah. got in a fight with him. Oh, two trash cans getting in a fight with each other. What happened? I, I think Enzo, they were at the same music festival over the summer, and I think Enzo oh, Enzo walked up to him and said, hey, do you want to start a fight? I remember Literally. this. I remember this, and it was the worst. Yep, I remember this. I heard about that. That was bad. Okay, Monday Night Raw. Anyway. <laughs> nothing happened over the weekend. Monday Night Raw. And let's talk about the only women's segment on this show. Uh, do I we mean, have do you want to talk about why there was only one human, uh, one only one women's segment? Or do you want to... No, we have to cover the glory that is Vince McMahon's handpicked storyline. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I found one part of this 
You were watching the other while I was... I didn't end up getting to finish it because I ended up... I couldn't really hear it because... Something. I, I was I was in I was in the 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 lounge for the in our dorm rooms dorm room lounge and uh with a bunch of friends watching it i couldn't really hear it because we were talking and then it uh <laughs> just gets up and turns it to golf <laughs> so like so like i'm like yeah you probably saved yourself a lot trouble <laughs> so what, what what were they doing in the first it was segment? it was the king's court with uh with uh jerry the king lawler and rusev And they were talking, and then Bobby Lashley and Lana interrupted them on the <laughs> Titan Tron with while they were out eating or something, and that's when he changed the channel. <laughs> then in the second segment, um, was Bobby Lashley still out eating? Uh, yes, he was. <laughs> they were trying to get thrown out, but oh, okay. oh, that's right. Was the massage last week? Yes. Oh, the the really dumb massage with uh. the idiot fans was listening. Okay, this week, yeah, they were like, "I'm sorry." Uh, some restaurant owner dude was like, "I'm sorry, we're going to have to throw you out." And Bobby Lashley's like, "We're not doing anything wrong." And try me, idiot. And then um, Rusev came in and like was being held back by security, like they knew who he was. Well, it was a fancy restaurant. You don't just, like, let people just walk in. Well, I mean, I guess I guess the 70s mustache didn't help his case in a fancy <laughs> joint. But anyway, then Rusev is going to storm in and beat up Bobby Lashley. And these waiters are going to hold back the Bulgarian. And then he, like, throws them away. And then he goes and beats up Bobby Lashley. And then Yana, Lana yells at him and throws a shoe uh, and then we just then somebody in the truck after like two minutes of Rusev beating up Bobby Lashley and then Bobby running away and then Lana like running across the booth at the restaurant for no reason um, and then Rusev going <laughs> angry then somebody in the truck hit the dissolve button the announcer said absolutely nothing about it literally nothing not even a joke absolutely nothing so if you had just turned into raw for the first time you would have gone what in the blank is that and nobody said anything and they went to the next match and never spoke of it again <laughs> it's 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 gold it's, it's gold do it, at least do it yeah honestly yeah i hope somebody left a tip <laughs> they probably paid off the <clears throat> off the restaurant so they could destroy it. I mean, I can't... Remember that Austin Booker T thing with mm. the grocery store? I think they paid them, like, like millions of dollars to do that. Millions of dollars? Oh, my God. Well, they destroyed the... They just completely destroyed the place. Why well, can't I th- destroy my house for a million dollars? <laughs> I mean... I think I was it the Spotted Frog or something like that. Yeah. It, it closed down a few years ago, but they... Austin said they did a couple hundred thousand dollars in damage. Oh, yeah. my God. God. Yeah. That's that's check a, that's a good deal. Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Price check on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, book got milk. <laughs> that's great. Austin is still my Austin is awesome. Um, let's see what else from Monday Night Raw. But interesting, enough, like like I said, that was the only women's segment. So. 
I noticed this yesterday when during the volleyball yeah, game yeah. that there was something. Becky Lynch, what is it? Why Becky Lynch was at Raw? I didn't click on it at the time because it was on your computer. <laughs> um, but I clicked on it and said like she was at like some big woman's summit or something. Like she was going to be a special speaker. <coughs> and then like I was like I said, okay, fine. Like so I was still upset that n- n- no other women's thing. Then I'm like, you know, searching Twitter and stuff, you know. And uh somebody asked like like we missed we missed you sent to Kyrie <coughs> saying we missed you on Raw. And she said, well, "I'm in Australia." Hmm. And I'm like, okay, so Kairi Sane is on Australia, so I assume Asuka is. Then I go a little bit on her page, and it has the poster, you know, for for uh, Smack for WWE Live for Australia. Apparently, that was a SmackDown show, huh. and like, you know, this is already tickets have been sold, so you're not gonna have like you're not gonna change it like this close because it just happened. So all the I did not realize this, but you know the iconics, Charlotte, um, uh, Fire and Desire, all SmackDown superstars at the time, and I think only a few of them are. They're all on Smack. They're all in Australia, so you like have like nobody on the Raw roster that's around as far as women goes, besides like Sarah Logan, Others who I think was hunting. <laughs> Other things from Monday Night Raw. Um, R-Truth lost his title to Sunil Singh. Oh, no. One of the Bollywood boys. Bully, bully, bully. <laughs> yeah, and then the, com- the comedy part of it was, so both of the Singh brothers were wearing ridiculous outfits, and then one of them rolled him up and pinned him. And then he found one of them, ran over and pinned him, like with the referee, but he pinned the, he pinned the wrong one. He didn't pin the legal man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's not like that happened <laughs> in the main event. <laughs> the Street Profits. So made, there was two of them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that this is the Street Profits official Raw debut, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Street Profits official Raw debut. They beat Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Was okay. this not supposed to be a six-man tag okay, team match? I was just going to get into that. So here's the really stupid thing about that, okay? Tonight on Monday Night Raw, we're going to have a six-man tag team match. The OC, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson against the Street Profits and a mystery opponent. We'll find out who later tonight. Match starts. All right, tag team match between the Street Profits and Carl Anderson. What happened? What happened? <laughs> oh, no. I was like, okay. Are we just going to ignore that? It's supposed to be a six man. Are we just going to ignore that? Um, Not even noticed until like the referee got upset that AJ was on I the apron. Did. So, um, the Street Profits and the OC were putting on a decent match, and then AJ Styles got involved in some way. It's like, really minor. He was on the apron. Then the official went, you're out of here. That's like when they've been fig- doing that a lot more. That's really. when I figured out that it wasn't a six-man tag <laughs> And the, the official went, see ya. And AJ Styles was like, what? Oh, uh, uh. And he hopped up on the apron to do something. And then Kevin Owens' music hit. He walked down to the ring or the ramp, Starnard AJ Styles, and then the non-legal man of Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins hit a... Fr- or, uh, it was... Who was Montez then? Montez Ford hits a frog splash, pins... Um, Probably Luke Anderson. I think it was... Oh, Luke Anderson. Wow. Luke Gallows. I think it was Gallows. Um, pinned Gallows. One, two, three. 
So we'll see if they will acknowledge it next week. Like I maybe s- this I think that I heard them say it was a blind tag somewhere. I th- that was Corey, uh, or not Corey Graves. Um, that was them making stuff up. Because they had the camera on. To cover themselves. Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. The whole time. And Dawkins was the legal man. And Montez Ford jumps up the rope, does a frog splash, and pins one, two, three. It's like, oh, uh, okay. That's. If you're going to do a tag team match, please. Book the finish so the right guy gets the pinfall. Didn't that happen on NXT? Uh, what's the name of uh, Walter's stable? I can't remember. Imperium. There were a couple times where I don't know if that was the finish or not, but the the non-legal guy was going for the pin, and I was like, man, that's just that's just annoying enough. Yeah. Just barely annoying enough. But that was a, it. Was a decent raw. Yeah, it was decent. It, it did the do first couple matches were pretty good. Um, you did not see the first yeah. match. The first match was. Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre. Mm. Drew McIntyre is the final member of Ric Flair's team for Crown Jewel. And it was a good match. Uh, I knew Ricochet wasn't going to win when this happened, so he did a shooting star press and tried for the pin. Did not get it. Then when he tried for the 450 splash or whatever, that's when he Mm. got caught and lost. Then Drew McIntyre, well, Drew McIntyre hits him with the Claymore kick and then proceeds to beat him up (laughs) after the match. And uh, picks him up like, like this, and goes like and slams him down on the Alabama steps. Kind of like a reverse Alabama slam. Like it was face first. <laughs> Alabama slam is face first. Like grab you grab like the ankles on your shoulders, like their head is at your back, and then you wing them over face first. Oh, okay. Yeah, kind of like that. I think Alabama slam is face yeah. first. He did that on the steel steps. Ow. Oh. Oof. That's nice. Put that in with the unpredicted chair shot to Bray Wyatt as, oh, well, that's a great idea. No, he, he he had his hands up the whole time. And that Helen is so much that first no, chair no, shot. No, what happened was Ricochet. He had oh, his hands oh, up. Oh, he had his hands up. His, head, okay. his hands hit first. I was going to say, no, he did not have his hands up. Um, well, Bray Wyatt also got a concussion from that. Alistair Black had an enhancement match also on Raw. Yeah, and he ended up getting beat up a little bit, too, for a bit. And then he kicked the guy's face clean off. I love his finisher. With Black Mass? Yeah. Yep. I love Black Mass. Um, all right. So, uh, anything else from WWE for you guys? I don't think so. Tonight, uh, so before we go to the, the Tommy-based segment, um, tonight on NXT, I'm quite excited. Uh, Roderick Strong against Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. And Lee and Dijakovic have been putting on really good shows, but put on really good matches lately. Um, Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley have a match. It's not for a number one contender spot, but I bet it will wind up being for... Um, I think Finn Balor is going to show up. They, like, tease it on WWE.com that Balor is going to be here tonight, is going to be at NXT tonight. Um, Killian Dane, uh, Pete Dunn against Damian Priest and Killian Dane is what I'm taking from this thing on WWE.com, so I think it's another triple threat match, so that'll be good. Um, then there is a tag team match. For a possible shot at the women's tag team titles, hmm. it's Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai against 
Maria Schaffer, uh, Shafina. Sh- huh? Is it Maria Shafir? Shif- Shafir and Jessamine Duke. That is the other half of the four MMA horsewomen, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So they, so those two teams are competing. The winner gets a tag team shot. And we also have. Actually, you know, we're gonna lock this out and transition into the uh, the Tommy in slash Indy segment of the show. What do you think of Matt Riddle? Matt Riddle, um, I don't know. I've gone back and forth on Matt Riddle. There was some of his early NXT matches I really did not care for. Loved the gimmick in the ring. He wasn't great, or I mean, he wasn't he wasn't bad, but he wasn't. I don't know. I wasn't just a huge fan. But then he had a takeover match against. Oh, was it the Dream? Did he have a takeover match against Velveteen Dream? I think he did. I thought that one was really good. They had a great because Matt Riddle at the time, for the most yeah, part, Riddle Dream Takeover New York. Yeah, for the most part, he had been more ground based at that point, and then I think that was the first time that he broke out the Flying Bro, which was just like a. a uh, just the flying coffin, basically. But I'm I that I thought that match was fantastic, and then Riddle's grown on me ever since. See, I hate I hate Riddle and the gimmick. Really? Like I hate it all. Okay. See, I don't mind his wrestling. I hate his gimmick, but I think he's a good wrestler. I think it's a good gimmick, and I think WWE has taken it maybe a little a touch overboard. Well, well, uh, let me re put it this way: Is it because his I think Riddle his entrance music makes him sound bro. like bro? <laughs> I think Riddle himself is kind of a jerk the way he acts on Twitter. I would agree. Like that's what I mean. Like I really don't like. I guess I should say hate. I, I hate the gimmick. To, I hate it beyond all hate. But like, um, I I don't really li- I don't really like the guy because I think he's kind of a jerk. The the way he acts on social media. From the like, sounds of it, yeah. The way he kind of doesn't understand that he's in the WWE, it's, like, really weird. Like, the stuff that he does, I would expect somebody in AEW to do, to, like, try and antagonize, but he's within the company. It's, I kind of think Riddle's kind of stupid. Yeah, he was um, getting into Antonio Brown levels of Twitter stupid <laughs> for a while. <laughs> you don't even have to go to the NFL. Just go right to Seth Rollins. I don't think he ever put a, uh, a phone call with Vince McMahon on his Instagram, though. <laughs> That's been a funny phone call. Uh, yeah. You're an idiot six inches taller. <laughs> and put on 80 more pounds. I like and stop guys. And stop smoking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why does Matt Rizzo music go, bro? I think everybody knows he smokes, and it's a, and it's like a running gag. Because, like, I think on one of the watch-alongs, he's a, they ask, what do you put in your shoe pocket? He's like, oh, yeah, bro, you know, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hashtag wellness policy. All right. We're going to jump out of here. And uh, when we get back in 60 seconds, we're going to have more Tommy Cook. And we're going to talk about some of the really interesting wrestling stories and just the interesting wrestling story that is Mr. Tommy Cook. So don't go far, folks. We'll be back in 60 here on 88.3 The Dong Live. And... He'll leave the brakes in? Yeah. Okay, so we'll be back in 60 seconds of the podcast, because Evan doesn't like editing. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. Summer isn't fun when you're hungry. If only I had a big test today. Or a book report to give. Give me a math quiz. Give me some homework. If your child relies on free school lunches, we can help provide them with free meals this summer. I'll stay after class. 
I'll clean the chalkboard. I'll keep my desk real clean. So they can stop worrying about food and start focusing on fun. I'll do extra homework. I'll clean the class pet's cage. I'll skip recess. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. School might end, but free lunches don't have to. Find your local Feeding America food bank for help. Together, we're Feeding America. To find your local Feeding America food bank, visit feedingamerica.org slash summer meals. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Back on 98.3, the Donk Bunk, the Ian Evan Williamson, and Tommy Cook, our special guest on this week's edition on No Marks Allowed. So, Tommy, you actually participated in the world of wrestling. Yes. Out in eastern Illinois and Indiana. And did you ever make it down to Kentucky? Uh, no, I did not. Uh, we had a couple shows booked there, but they all fell through. So, but Okay, they, so Illinois and Indiana. But that, that general area, yep. Yeah, down there, the southeastern tip where that tri-state region is Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky. Um, so first of all, what did you do? Um, well, actually, wait, wait, wait. Let's let's do this exactly chronologically. How did you get into what you did? How oh, did you get into what did you do? Okay, so I grew up uh, in I mean in this rough area over in Farmington, which is uh, pretty close to Peoria. Um, so I decided that I wanted to be a broadcaster, and I was looking for community college options. There weren't any great community colleges here. The closest one that I found was down in a town called Mount Carmel, Illinois. Um, and so I decided to pack up my stuff and move down there to go to a broadcasting uh, college, sort of. Uh, a couple weeks into classes there, uh, a, a guy that I'd talked to maybe once or twice stands up after one of our broadcasting classes and like, hey, I'm, uh, this is going to sound weird, but I'm a professional wrestler, uh, and uh, our company's looking for somebody to ring announce. We, I figured I would ask this class to see if anybody was interested. I was like, oh, holy cow, that's... That's really cool. I could do that. That would be awesome. So um, that guy uh, named is uh, uh, Alan. I'll call him by his uh, stage name, Alan Angel. Um, came one of my pretty good friends down there, one of my really good friends, and uh, uh, got me hooked up there at a at a, um, at a promotion called Tri-State Wrestling, very near and dear to my heart still. Um, uh, the guy that was the ring announcer there uh, was going to hop in the ring, Figured that he was uh, done announcing, wanted to get in the ring, had all the training and everything, and needed a guy to replace him. And so I came in. I thought I did a pretty decent job, and he turned out to be a decent wrestler as well. So so how long did you ring announce? I ring announced for probably pretty close to a uh, year and a half, maybe coming on two, actually. Um, I thought it was so cool. Only worked, I mean... When you think of the indies, you know, like they're saying, like a hot dog and a handshake sort of thing. But, uh, I mean, we were working for pretty small crowds. I think the biggest crowd that I ever worked was at a, was it, like a town fair or a county fair or something like that? I had maybe, maybe 100 people there. That was probably the biggest crowd we ever worked, and that was that was really cool, except for it was 90 degrees that day, and I was wearing a suit. So uh, that was that was bad. But, I mean... I mean, most of the crowds were working like 20, 30, 40, maybe 50 people if, if there was a big match or it was a big event or something like that. Um, but doing that for uh, close to two years, that was that was uh, some really good stuff. And the Indies now gets a lot of heat, unless it's like a well-organized promotion. 
uh, and even if it is, it gets a lot of heat for like being like garbage matches, like with light tubes and all that. But where you worked was more like traditional. Yeah. So uh, the promoter Barry Baker, big in. Uh, um, um, he was a. He's older. He's the. He'll be the first one to tell you that that he's an old cr- uh, crotchety old man. Um, he uh, really values the territory style wrestling. That's the kind of wrestling that they did there. Um, pretty uh, straight laced traditional booking. Nothing too crazy. Uh, I mean, some some light weapons matches, but no no barbed wire, no no light tubes, no nothing too crazy. Flaming tables. No flaming tables. No, no, nothing, nothing like that. No. So yeah, so the, you know, so that's interesting because for all the heat that the Indies gets from people like me for being garbage, there's still there's still some good good stuff left out in the local lower levels, like like mm-hmm. territory. Um, so you did receive some professional wrestling training. Yes, I did. How did that come about? So uh, this this company, Tri-State Wrestling, they are uh, they're a nonprofit, so they can't pay the wrestlers. Uh, all the proceeds from the ticket gate have to go to a uh, charity or a person in need, and they're always very good about that. Um, I, 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 I really loved that idea. That was part of the reason that I stayed as long as I did, um, even when things kind of got frustrating but um the uh the idea came up is like you know they do free training as well and barry and uh, a guy named Stephen mitchell did free training uh and i was like you know i've been here for like uh for like six months or seven months i've been watching all these guys wrestle for free and it's like why don't i just get in there and have fun and i was like i i brought the idea up to Stephen one day and he was like yeah, we've been kind of waiting for you to do that. <laughs> you know, you're you're a big dude. You're bigger than most of these dudes that are in here. And it's like, why don't you why don't you get in there? I was like, okay, I'm gonna do that. Uh, trained for, I don't know, probably a little bit over a year. It was it was hard. It was very hard. Um, it's it's hard on your body, and that's I mean, I trained, gosh, like, uh, I don't know, once every weekend basically. And it's it's it hurts. It hurts really bad, especially starting. Um, a lot of people don't realize, but you know the wrestling ring, it's uh, it's steel crossbars, uh, and then you put plywood on top of it, and then your padding is very thick and has no give. So all of that combined with steel cables that are pulled tight all the way around the ring that are covered by basically garden hoses. Uh, and then the turnbuckle pads, which our turnbuckle pads weren't great, um, but then you put a metal hook behind a kind of a skimpy pad, it all hurts. <laughs> it all hurts really bad. Not to mention that's even without the physical contact with people who are are, are sometimes are trying to hurt you and sometimes they're not. <laughs> Do you have ropes or cables as your? They were they were cables. Yep. But those like I mean ropes hurt. I mean you see like when people start out oh, yeah. and they're running the ropes they just get bruises all over their body. Yeah, I um I don't think I had to do anything to the degree that uh, you know if you're if you're actually like like this is my life's plan I'm going to be a professional wrestler you're training every day and in the gym every day. I don't I didn't get anything like that, you know. This is just the first couple of sessions but like it it hurt to sit for sure. Back hurts, uh, your butt hurts doing butt bumps. Uh, it's you know your body's not used to that it's basically falling on the floor but do it a hundred times and as a reward for doing it a hundred times we're going to make the falls hurt just a little bit less than actually falling on the floor <laughs> so and then how did you get out of training or, or first uh, what was oh, okay. what was your 
reaction, your first bump? Like, how did it feel like? Honestly, it felt kind of cool. <laughs> um, the the way that they did it, they did back bumps uh, just to like start warming up. You did a series of back bumps, series of flip bumps, then side bumps. Then you took some uh, corner bumps. I forgot one. There's another one in there. Oh, face bumps, which we'll get to that in a second. But uh, um, but taking the first couple of bumps, I was like, wow, that. I mean, it hurt, but I was like, that's that's kind of cool. I just took a bump, and then I got up and they started clapping. I was like, those were good bumps. I was like, yeah, yeah, those were good bumps, weren't they? Those are really cool. <laughs> and then I had to do laps after that. But no. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the the bumps after a while you kind of get used to them. But um, I mean, for the most part, I don't know. I was just having too much fun to think about it in the moment. And then you feel the bumps on the drive home later. Yeah, Th- that isn't as fun. So, and, and good question, by the way. I for, kind of forgot to ask that. I was going. To, <laughs> I was gonna. That I forgot. Um, so anyway, uh, what? So how did you? accidentally get out yeah so i kind of i made a promise to myself that i was going to try and take care of myself uh which is it's kind of an oxymoron i guess when you're in the wrestling ring trying to take care of yourself i mean you can work safe obviously but you can't uh, predict the unexpected or or whatever you know i wore mouth guard which is not not many people did that i had a i had a big green ugly gaudy mouth guard but i wanted to try and protect my teeth if i could um you know, I was I wasn't going to be a spot monkey or anything once if I ever got to that level, but I always tried to take good care of myself as much as I could. Um, so, got to just about the one year mark, maybe ten or eleven months of training, uh, and then, which is the day before my sophomore year of college, uh, I had to go to the hospital. My appendix had ruptured, so I had to have an, a, an appendectomy. Uh, to get that taken care of that took me out of action for eight weeks and mind you before this i wasn't in great shape but i was at least in ring shape i mean you you see big guys and you're wondering how do they not blow up it's like well they they do blow up but they know how to work a match anyway so i was in that kind of shape or i wasn't in like good physical shape but i could actually do something (laughs) and then after eight weeks of not being able to lift anything i got cleared came back was in horrible shape uh, I had a few training sessions after that where I really I was just phoning it in and it was like oh this is bad as I started making the commitment to actually go to the gym which I never did before that and then right as that happened uh, I was working the place where I started training uh, in the Blue Jeans Center in Monroe City Indiana I was doing just the warm up bumps um, and then one of those you know was the corner bump. And so the trainer comes in and he'll Irish whip you into the ropes or not into the, into the corners and he'll do that twice. And then on the third one, you go back to where you started and you do a face bump. I wanted to really sell this face bump because I was, I was feeling pretty theatrical that day or something, I guess. Uh, took it, uh, went straight down on my face. Usually you put your hands up to kind of help pad your fall I didn't want to do that. I really wanted to sell his Irish whip. He threw me. I think he threw me harder. I don't know. I guess that would have been the reason that I did that. Uh, came down on nothing but my head. Head hit first. Hit very, very hard. Uh, I don't remember much after that. But apparently I kept going in training. I do remember announcing a couple matches that night. Uh, I remember the drive home. I stopped to throw up. And then I uh, a couple times. Those were some bad roads. And I was not seeing very straight. 
I uh, found out I had a concussion. I was like, wow, that was that was that was stupid, and that's that's gonna be it. That's I'm gonna how I'm gonna go out. After that, I was like upset with myself, sort of, in a way. And then, you know, I was kind of frustrated creatively because one, I'd had a an idea for a storyline to actually get me into the ring. I uh, ran it by a couple of people, a couple of the wrestlers, a couple of my friends. Uh, uh, Blaine Twitty was one of them. He was a uh, he's a good dude. He just just retired, I think. I wish I could have gone to see one of his matches, but um, uh, he he was like, oh yeah, that's a good storyline or whatever. But I pitched it to creative; they didn't like it. Uh, and then another thing that stopped me from getting in the ring was, or like, to be an actual wrestler, wrestler, and not just training, was they couldn't find another announcer. I was like, can you can you guys find another announcer so I can jump in there? I was like, well, no. <laughs> so that was what that an interesting character. You would be the announcer, and you would like. Yeah, it's like it's sort of like a a, a bad Mr. Kennedy ripoff. We were yeah. doing the Mr. Kennedy earlier. It'd be a Mr. Kennedy ripoff, except for I'd want to be a face. I don't. I mean, I could be a bad guy, but man, I I wanted to be a face. But so I mean that the frustration with the company already, and then me, uh, I don't know my personal demons, I guess, with the with the concussion and some of the things I was going through other uh, in my personal life at the time. That all just sort of combined with a sort of toxicity towards it all. But instead of actually being toxic about it, I just removed myself from the environment. And I wish I would enough. Uh, a lot of my good friends down there, I mean, I just kind of stopped talking to them at that point. I was on a wrestling podcast like this. Uh, I sort of distanced myself from that as well. Um, Ooh, thanks for the warning for the future. Hey, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I better cancel my, my training session. Then. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> just throw your hands up. You'll be fine. Um but I would love to see you take a bump. I would never get up. <laughs> I mean, you laugh. There are some people I trained with that that were about your size, and they it's I don't know, they took it they took it pretty well. <laughs> so I have a very low tolerance for pain. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I thought I did, and I think I still do actually. So I don't really know how I did this. <laughs> well, you did it for the for a while. Yeah, not and not a, a while, a while, but like in in the wrestling terms, but in actual life. <laughs> yeah, and it's like the situation is like, you know, this is something that you're. I'm more than likely. I'm only going to get to do this one time, and I mean, it's either going to be something I'm good at and I can do it on the side, or it's going to be something that I'm not good at, but I did it and it was cool, and I don't really know if I was good or bad. But I did it, and it was really cool, and now I have a good story to tell that, hey, I'm I'm a retired professional wrestler, kind of. <laughs> but, well, uh, hey, someday we can buy a ring and start a promotion when all of us have our broadcasting money, right? Uh, I would I would like that. <laughs> I would like to, to get things going. I know we have plenty of broadcasters here. I, I, I'm just telling you right now, I'm calling uh, tag teaming with David Coyer. Or he could be my bodyguard, one or the other. No, we, we could. You could do a monster tag team there. Okay. That. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, this is a little personal, but uh, Connor Fredland as is cowardly here, or cowardly babyface. Which one? <laughs> Ooh, oof. Uh, I'm gonna abstain from that one. <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. <laughs> Fredland, I hope you're listening. Uh, he might be. I don't know. I think David Coyer's listening. So yeah, yeah definitely. Really? Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, um, what would I be? Would I just be? <laughs> you'd be the ring announcer. Yeah, I was gonna say you'd be the ring announcer. <laughs> <laughs> you would be. You know what? You would. As be long as I don't get the delegation of ring announcer, no, I'll be no, okay. No. If, we, if we were doing a promotion, 
I would have Evan be one of the announce team for it. Yeah, that makes and sense. And then um, he would be the one that somebody beat up. A heel would beat Evan up to get heat. You would use Evan as the as the ultra nice baby face announcer that like Heindenreich pins up against the wall. <laughs> uh, or, or in this Ooh. case, David Coyer. <laughs> oh boy, be the one that like has like a match, like it's like scared to death, but then somebody runs in and beats up the guy. And yeah, exactly. Like, go coming, go coming. Yeah, <laughs> right. E- Evan is forced to have a match with David Coyer, and Tommy runs in for the save. Yeah, yeah that, there that we kind go. of thing. There see, we go. see, I've already got the. I'll be the booker. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, f- funny personal jokes aside. Speaking of funny things, so what's your what's your funniest story? Um, oh boy, I don't know. I got um, in that the show that I talked about that was outside, like ninety degrees. Um, there was a group of kids I saw up front that were they were marking out for everything. <laughs> they were they were into it. We had a um, on the main event that night. It was a tables match for the for the title. Uh, the guy, my head trainer, uh, Steven, was wrestling a guy who was insanely popular wherever he goes, named D.O.C. He plays an ex-convict, but he, he promotes he promotes love now. He's he's the head of the, the 381 family, because uh, I love you is three, three words, eight letters, one meaning or something. I don't know. Anyway, he's, he's, a, he's a really nice guy. His wife is nice. His kid is nice. And they are, they are, they are scary they are scary people um i would not want to mess with uh, doc anyway they were wrestling on a tables match that night and um they i mean obviously they had to gimmick the table but uh they broke it they broke the table before the match even started oh. the, the leg was broken so they're setting up for the big final spot with uh doc's going in to basically rescue his wife and i think she's laid out on the table and uh, i don't know but is this his actual wife yeah, that's his actual mm-hmm. wife as well. Um, the table leg breaks, and she just falls off the table. And so now he's picking up Stephen as his wife is trying to fix the table, and the table keeps falling over, but he's just holding him up in the powerbomb position. And I was like, he like he's a strong dude, but like he can't hold him up here forever. Finally, she just gets down and like holds the table up with her table legs and finally puts him through. And then after that, the kids up front, they're still marking out and everything, and I go in to announce and play shenanigans with some of the heel managers and stuff after the show. And they come up to me, and they're like, um, can you do a shout-out for our wrestling promotion? I was like, are you kidding me? They have a, they. I looked them up after that. They had, like, a whole trampoline wrestling promotion. Oh, my God. And their, their pinned video was me giving a shout-out of their wrestling, their trampoline wrestling federation. I was like, that's that's cool, but also <laughs> don't trampoline wrestle. <laughs> don't. I was like, oh, you, we've I all mean, done it. Thanks, I mean, you've thanks, your soul. thanks for letting me do a shout out. By the way, what you're doing is you shouldn't do it. <laughs> what, what you're doing is really stupid. But keep my video up there, please. I'm we've gonna need it to prove it. I was popular. So I got I got myself over at some point. <laughs> all right, what's your worst? Um. I've, I've Other got, than the concussion, oh, I mean the concussion was bad. Yeah, um, I don't know. There've there have been a couple of, of I mean serious like bad stories. Um, actually, both there's like a there's a funny bad and then there's a bad bad. Both of them involve the same guy, uh, and uh, I'm thinking about this guy. He's going through some uh, medical problems right now. His name is Michael Madrox, uh, big dude, but I, uh, he's like six foot six maybe, and maybe maybe two hundred pounds. Very, very slender dude. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. But, I mean, you see him, and he's like, oh, wow. 
he's, he's tall. <laughs> but anyway, so funny, uh, funny bad was uh, he had a, a match against his longtime tag team partner, and they called it the, I think it was the Toy Box of Terror match or something like that. They had everybody in the audience bring toys. They had, like, marbles and Legos and, and uh, like, like big Transformer guys. They were just beating pretty the crap. Everything that stinks to step on. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, they were beating the crap out of each other with, like, kids' toys. And it was, oddly enough... It was a good match. <laughs> it was a really good match. I couldn't believe it. Um, also, had another story. I think same building, different night. This is the Eagles Laws in Vincennes, Indiana, where it was somebody's birthday. Uh, uh, brought in a birthday cake before the main event, of course. And then, of course, it'll end up on Barry Baker, the promoter, because he's the bad guy. So he gets the cake in the face. Ha ha. Then it all lands in the ring. Have to mop up all the cake in the ring. That takes forever. Don't even get all of it. Main event happens. Magically, somebody brings out another cake, and another cake ends up in the loser of the main event's face. And then there's cake all over the floor and all over the mat again. It takes so long to clean up cake off of a wrestling mat. It's it's oh, it's it was that was bad. But because um, you probably only had the one canvas, right? Yeah, only only had one can. I mean, only we don't have any spare ring parts at all. So that that canvas was well worn to begin with, and then it was covered in cake. Some of it was still there the next show that we rolled out. I remember that that we had to go hose it off. Uh, then uh, Michael Madrox again, wrestling in Bickle, Indiana, I think Bickle, Indiana, in a firehouse. A uh, decent crowd had showed up that night. He was wrestling with his the guy that he fought in the Toy Box of Terror match. Uh, they were still a tag team at the time. You remember when Cesaro uh, busted his teeth? Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Madrox did it before. It was cool. So he went to do a splash in the corner. The dude moves out of the way like he's supposed to, and then he goes to bump onto the onto the ring post and then takes it face first and pushes his tooth all the way oh. up. That um, he's a trooper. He finished the match. I think he even got the hot tag later, and came in. But after the show, he was in some serious pain, uh, and I—I I mean, I would imagine so. He just had his tooth driven all the way up through his through his mouth. Oh. Wasn't McFoley bad? Where it ended up going through his nose? Right? I mean, it could have. I don't know. But um, yeah, that was. Uh, I'm trying to think if that's the worst. I think that's the worst injury that I saw anyway, and that was thankfully. I mean, that's not that that's good, but, I mean, there certainly have been worse injuries before, but that's that still wasn't a good one. So, in, uh, final question before we lock out. Um, do, you, do you know anybody famous or halfway famous? Um, not. Or say proxy? <laughs> well, anybody that's famous? Uh, there's uh, one guy who actually the guy that jobbed Alistair Black. I did, I never met him. Uh, Jason Reynolds, I think, is his name. He uh, he wrestles for New Focus Wrestling out of Terre Haute. Um, that's a promotion that a lot of the guys in TSW work for. And another guy was a jobber, I think, on Two Five Live with Cedric Alexander, named Joey O'Reilly. He's the uh, for he's the one of the main guys at IWOW, which I um, the Illinois Wrestling Alliance. Uprising, I think is what it's called. I was going to start training there, that, but uh, right, I made the decision to do it, and then all of a sudden I wasn't a wrestler anymore. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, two two guys that have been on Monday Night Raw. That's kind of it, I guess. <laughs>
So yeah, that's 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 my wrestling story uh, condensed. So what? Well, I I guess I'll ask another question because well, there's nobody beating on the door to get in here. Um, so what? You know, a lot of people probably don't know about it. Um, so what's the what's the independent scene like down there? Um, it's actually kind of thriving, which is which is odd because you come up here and there's not really a whole lot of of wrestling. But then you go down to the Evansville, Vincennes, Terre Haute, that sort of uh, western sliver of Indiana, and it's 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 going. They've got uh, New Focus, TSW, Strictly Insane, IWOW, um, gosh, there uh, EPW I think is one of them, or is it? Uh, yeah, there's there's quite a few promotions down there, and they all, for the most part, TSW used to be the outlier, and they they never worked with anybody else uh, and obviously since they're a non-profit they couldn't bring in outside talent but now they've done a kind of started opening themselves up and now they all sort of work together and promote together share the same talent um kind of run storylines together so i mean yeah if you're down there and you're needing wrestling that's it's not it's not going to be hard to find that's for sure because there's there's a lot of it and it's i mean it's all pretty good and all the guys are good down there so good well and that's kind of that's kind of interesting to me because you know like we're so starved up here the yeah the only the only wrestling i know is like like national wrestling or like ring of honor Mm -hmm. or like stories about territories that's it yeah pretty much like the only combat sports that was ever anywhere near me back home was they did some MMA fights like a couple of times a few years ago. Yeah, it's so weird because I I mean I talked to Alan one time and then, you know, the next time I was at a show and all of a sudden you're just in, you're immersed in this in this weird this subculture of of sports and like you're in it and people know people and like that people know people that know people. It's uh, it it was uh, an, an experience unlike any other that I've had thus far. Oh, and I know what else I was going to do with this. We talked about this on our summer show, on one of our summer No Marks Allowed. One of the really cool things that I love so much about this story is not only is it a dude who I know that has, that worked with wrestling and trained to do some wrestling, mm-hmm. which is really cool to me because I don't actually know anybody like that. I only know people who are like me and like wrestling. I do know a guy who sent a demo tape to the WWE, Yeah, but... That was more. Uh, that was more of a meme that was kind of <laughs> rudely started by a bunch of people who didn't like the kid and thought wrestling was a joke. But anyway, uh, true story by the way. Uh, they didn't like your demo tape. No, it wasn't <laughs> me. Uh, his gimmick was Shark Boy. That doesn't matter. It's just a thing. It, it was basically Shark. Is Clark the Shark was his gimmick. Uh, oh, anyway, God, I never thought I'd say that phrase again. Uh, but anyway, um, but I think what's really cool about that story is a kid at your community college was like, so I'm wrestling. Yeah. I, I do the wrestling. Does anybody want to come do the wrestling? Why is and he country? I don't know. It's southern Illinois. It's Hicks down there anyway. Um, it, it, as Tommy nods his head for your Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there are plenty but, of those. But I think it's really cool because that's kind of how it's kind of how no marks. Like, that's how Evan and I became friends. Was wrestling, mm-hmm. and that's why there's a couple. Of people, we mentioned the name Connor Fredlin. You know, there's there's a couple of people. One of the reasons I'm still somewhat friends with these people is because of wrestling. Yeah, the reason I mean, like 
I, you and then uh, another, I mean, he could be a guest on some point, David Coyer, you know, I mean, I would have worked with you guys through classes and through broadcasting, whatever else, and we probably get along just fine, and we do. But we have a different kind of friendship, nothing like super good friends, not like best friends or anything, but like there's this cool little like, you know, Subset. we all belong yeah. to this group. Yeah. We're all wrestling fans. Like that's that's really cool. You know, like we're all smarky wrestling fans. And it's like, oh, you like wrestling, I like wrestling too. Like it's having gum in grade school. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got your little group that you pass come around to. It's like, okay, I got some gum right here. Yeah, you so know? I had that through high school also. Well, well even well, the even the guy that came uh eventually replaced me just because I wasn't there anymore, as the ring announcer at TSW, he was another student at our college, uh, and, you know, he was a truck driver, and, you know, we we could talk about music and and uh, just, I guess, politics, I guess. <laughs> Not that you really want to be forced to talk about politics, but uh, um, he... Uh, and then come to find out, he's also a wrestling fan, and he was a, he was a huge WCW mark. And I was like, "Whoa! All right, now we're now we're going back a little bit." Yeah. So, but yeah, exactly. It's just like that. It's like you would never you would never know. You have, uh, you would never know until it happens. And then once it does, it's like, well, you, you can't you can't rescind that. It's like a membership now. Yeah, yeah. And it's like something something slips out. Like I'm just like texting one of my friends about wrestling. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you like wrestling? Oh, I think that's even how David Coyer found out. Is uh, we were doing like an introduction for one of my classes last year i think in uh quentin parker's class uh we were uh put in something in my intro about how i was a former ring announcer or something like that or no it was like uh what what are your what are you if you were gonna call sports what were you gonna i said oh i would either call nascar golf or i would call professional wrestling and I think David Coyer was on the other side of the room and one of the last people to, to, to do his intro. And he was like, oh, I would also do wrestling. And I was like, all right, we have wrestling fans here. Like, oh, <laughs> cool. Yeah, hey, look, there's a friend right there. Yeah, that, yep. like that's what's, that's what's really cool about uh, that's what's really cool about being a wrestling fan to me. Like, I, I think you found out that I was a wrestling fan because I made a reference or something that you got that was a wrestling reference. Was it really? I think so. I don't remember exactly. I don't remember what it was. It was something like that. It was something like accidental. Like, because, like, I I would do that all the time. I'd just, I'd make referencing references because they were amazingly funny to me, but nobody else would be like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make <laughs> any sense I mean, to me. I make references to a lot of shows that people don't watch. And just just for me. But, yeah, like, that's, and then, like, like, I heard about, like, you and I have gotten along perfectly. Yeah. Though. And, oh really? And I knew. Well, I didn't want to be funny. And uh, and I I knew you were a wrestling fan. And then it was I, it was either Connor or David that said, "Hey, you know Tommy was a ring announcer." I go, "Oh really? No, really? I would like to hear this story because I think that's really cool." So, all right. Anybody got anything else in the world of wrestling? No. No. Thank Thank you for having me on, though. Yeah. I, yeah. I appreciate, appreciate it, man. All right. Well, that's that's Tommy Cook. Uh, Want to do this again sometime? Absolutely. Yeah. Just hit me up. All right. Yeah, we will absolutely do this again sometime. This is this was great. A lot of fun, man. Yep. All right. That's it for this episode number eleven. Eleven of No Marks Allowed. Thank you very much for listening. About an hour and eleven minutes is time. An extended version because of our special guest. Eleven minutes for eleven episodes. Hey, there he goes. I'm going to lock it out pretty quick then. Yeah, you got you can, 30 seconds. You can <laughs> find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, TuneIn, 
And you can find us every Wednesday from 5 to 6 here on 88.3 The Dog. This has been No Marks Allowed for Evan Williamson, Tommy Cook, Guy McLeon. Have a good day, Macomb, and have a good morning, afternoon, evening, or night, wherever you are. Hey, there's my son. You've been in your room all morning. Hey, Dad. Um, 